Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Greetings and salutations. It is the Clary Podcast. We're live here. I have my new webcam. I spent. It was one of those deals. Let me give already. I'm gonna I'm gonna abandon the script. We had the script. If you want to see how the magic is done, this is how it's done. I actually use paper because I had to uh, err on the side of caution that Google, in its infinite wisdom, with all the permaverges out there in Silicon Valley, trying to impress their boss, adding on more bells and whistles that just makes the machine more complicated. That this uh, this uh, live podcast would be screwing up with the soft so. We got another computer back there with another mic over here, backing up this thing over here in case it all screws up. Where was it going to go with that? I could put, oh, the webcam. Let me help you out. We'll abandon this. We'll get back to this later. Uh, I was going to get a $60 webcam. You get there. You go in your automatic mode. You're in your automatic mode. And you go, oh, well, do I really need a brand new webcam? And actually, I do because I don't have a webcam. And everyone's like, why can't you get a webcam? We had to play Dungeons and Dragons, among other things. Uh, and I, okay, it's about time. Maybe if you're deriving the majority of your revenue, your income, your livelihood from the interwebs, maybe, maybe you should have yourself a decent web, webcam as opposed to none at all. And you automatically go, especially if you're brought up poor, you automatically go into the mode of what is the cheapest crap I can get by with? What is the least expensive? What is just barely going to do the job? And what you will find out, pay attention to me, boys and girls, what you will find out, and older people will tell you this, is that you will spend way more, twice, thrice, fourth size, fourth lice, more times the money buying the cheap crap than if you just plop down the money for good stuff. So I had, I had the $30, the $60, and then the $100. And I'm like, oh, geez, you know, I, I don't know. What is what is a megapixel? No one's ever really explained it to me. Oh, this has got a DPI of, of 1080. Oh, wow. Sure wish Paul Mink was here and I'd figure it out. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just spent half an hour going to Best Buy. I, I just And I spent a fair amount of time on the Internet, too, researching and looking this stuff up. And I still don't know what I'm, I'm like. I'm like, I've put enough time and effort into this that – I better just get the best they have to offer right now. So there's no problems. There's no hiccups. The The only thing I would have to worry is that the device is too advanced for my old computer. Like the <clears throat> operating system isn't fast enough. I'm just going to get the $100 webcam and be done with it and save myself the two or three hours of troubleshooting and BS and hacking and finding workarounds because I get some pixelated grainy picture, I'm sure, with the $30. $60 one would be fine, but then down the road, the, the, the new format, new new standard, oh, it needs to be high def. Oh, your camera doesn't work anymore. I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm just done. And you come out ahead. You come out ahead that way financially. 
Just, just, you know, car maintenance, another very important thing. Just do your car maintenance. No, you cannot get by not replacing that timing belt. No, you are not lucky. No, the, the gods of the auto industry are not going to smile upon you. They're going to screw you over in the worst place possible because you didn't change the alternator when it was time to change it. And then over the long run, not even the long run, just the, the medium run, you're going to come out way ahead if you just buy the good quality stuff up front. Can't even do that nowadays with the uh, appliances. That's what you got to worry about, appliances. Now the old, the, the new ones are so crappy. I don't mean like, ah, they're made with plastic and they're made in China. That is true too. They are, but they are designed, what was it? It's not like they're designed to be green and use the least amount of water, but somewhere the old piece, the old ones made of steel, the old ones are have higher values. So like there's these people when a house gets torn down or raised, they're going in, these scrappers, not to get the metal scrap, but to grab these old appliances because they last longer. And it's true. I got all these metal. Hopefully they'll outlast me. My water heater's, gosh, 12 years old. And those usually are only supposed to last six to seven years. <clears throat> uh, but it's up on 12. It ain't busted yet. Very happy about that. So anyway, hey, it's a clarity podcast. How are you guys doing? What we got? 67 viewers. Look at that. Look at you guys. 67 of you already, and I hope you're enjoying the show. Uh we got where I want to start. You know what? Let's get the fan mail out of the way. Hang on, check this out. See, you didn't hear none of that because I got the mute button right there. That's a little little inside biz, inside information on the biz. Back in radio, they had a big, huge red button. You would hit it, and it would it would mute everything, everything. And the reason why it was red and big and right there in front of you had nothing to do if you had to cough or anything. It was uh, in case you accidentally slipped up and cursed, and then you didn't want to have $100,000 FC. I mean, it was like, you know, the, the emergency eject button, like, oh, shit. It was the, oh, oh wait, it is the cursory product. Right? It was the, oh, crap button, as it was. Back in the day. Barat writes, Barat, uh, Captain, you freaking asshole. Uh, <laughs> I can't even. Wait, I'm quoting. Captain, you fucking asshole. Been a subscriber since the very be beginning when I was 19. High IQ, graduating computer science next week. Awesome. Starting 60,000 euros before taxes. We'll leave this crap hole, Deutschland, and about a year or two have a plan. You were right about everything. The older I get, the true all of your current and old videos seem. You piece of shit, I hate you, you fucking know it all. It's just age. It's just age. It's it's not like I'm smarter than the average girl, that's true too, but it's just age. We just are, it, it's no different than if I walked down a path five miles ahead of you and came back and said, look out for the, the waterfall or the slippery ice or the saber-toothed tiger or the, the fat feminist hiking group that only made it a quarter mile in is already hiking on the way back. It, it has no no intelligence or genius. It's just simply telling you what's on the road ahead. Swear to God, there's a piece of me I'm hoping, especially with the internet. And the internet's already kind of had this effect, and it was due to Trump. Trump won because of the internet, where uh, equal amounts of exposure was given to the right and the left. But it really did expose, I would say, some of the extreme slash base slash visceral slash, I don't want to call it real, because there are some Democrats and leftists who aren't 
social justice warrior psychos, but it showed that reality. It showed that core, I would say. The core is the word. Core is the word. The core of the left as nothing but a bunch of self-entitled psychotic nitwits, just a bunch of, of whiny, worthless, parasitic, loafing scum, and it alienated all the union workers who actually do work for a living. They just happen to vote the wrong way. And um, what I'm hoping, though, with the internet is that you kids don't, I don't mean to sound like a complaint, but you kids never have to go through what younger baby boomers, all of Gen X had to. And that is, you've got the internet now to show you the real world what's happening. I mean, it was, it was wandering in the desert. You ask any older guy about my age, upper 30s, lower 40s, what was it? You, you were clueless. You had no idea. Again, you thought it was bad luck. You thought you were just fishing in the wrong hole about everything, everything. Girls predominantly, because that's the number one thing you're interested in when you're younger, but then certainly career as you get older, retirement, politics, economics, philosophy. <laughs> you just, you were left to your own devices and completely programmable raw material to the public school system, including the, the, the academia and all that. And then corporations, marketing, media, not to sell corporations, man. But man, did they, there was no barometer. There was no compass that allowed you to figure out, yeah, I think North is, it's, we don't know exactly where it is, but it's between here and here. You know, that, that three degrees of arc. If we go down the middle, degree number two, uh, we may not hit it dead on, but we're going to the general right place. We had nothing. There was no, there was no polar north. There was no magnetic. There was nothing. It was like, what? Go that way where everyone else is going? We never see him again off the cliff into our deaths, into miserable lives? Okay. Because you're our parents. You're our teachers. You're our professors. You know what we're, you, you have my best interests at heart. Okay. I'll go that way. In. And we're just getting fed to the tree shredder. It was horrible, horrible. And we finally pieced it together. And in the kind of like the, the, the fourth quarter, the internet comes along with stuff. Hey, hey, hey. And now you got a compass. You got a compass. You know where true north, well, relatively where true north is. You, know, you certainly don't have, uh, well, you still have your teachers and your, 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 the establishment telling you to go off the cliff. They still have you telling you to do that. But now, especially with the older brothers you got, the metaphorical internet older brothers, uh, we're like, hey, 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 go that way. No, no, I'm not effing around, kid. <laughs> I am not effing around. You don't want to go that way. You want to go that way. Trust you me. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's not it, – the, the least we can do is make it so you guys don't – and here's the thing. I think you guys are listening. I think people are actually listening now. And even the women, some of the girls, because we got the, the female persuasion, you know, listening to the social internet medias. The girls are slowly waking up. Next frontier, I think I've had a couple girls ask about this. Of course, they're women and 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 they, they lack the hustle, though that is a criticism I'll reserve for all people. But women are worse at hustle than men. Whereas like, I think I should do this, fill in the name, podcast, blog. YouTube channel, write a book, whatever, about the merits of traditional women and traditionalism, uh, uh, traditionalism, you know, 
having a family. A family comes number one, and, and other humans are, are, are very valuable in your life. The career isn't everything, and your master's in Ethiopian studies is not the most important thing ever, and, and traveling to find yourself in crappy second world crap holes. It's not, you know, there's, there's, it's, it, it is all right to have a husband and some kids, and it's like, well, yeah, go, go do that. Oh, I can't. Oh, no. I've, I've been down the path before. I've been down that before. But even, even some girls are starting to wake up and say, well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to admit to my biology. I'm going to go and admit to myself and everybody else I want to have a family. I don't want to go. That's the other thing. Why would you want to go to college? I've never understood that. Unless you're a spoiled brat and your parents paid for it. Was it college daunting to most of you people? Like you have to go to college? Well, what does it entail? Well, it entails you being absolutely piss poor the entire time, not having any food, paying for everything yourself. Again, I could see if you're a rich kid from the suburbs and mumsy and popsy pay for everything. Yeah, and then it's a big ass party. Before the, I'd have to say at least half of you that had to foot the bill yourself, huh? Wasn't it somewhat like, God, I, I, I've, I've been going to school for so damn long. I don't want to go to school no more. I certainly don't want to pay for it. I don't want to do it when I'm freshly kicked out of the house. I have no parental support. I never figured out how hard it was not to go to college. Like if an opportunity like programming boot camp or the military, which did exist, but once again, we, we were told to go march off the cliff that way, not go the real way to true north. I always wonder, why, why, why would anyone want to pay this? Why would you take on four years and how much money? And I went when it was reasonably affordable. But see, of the half that got to pay their own way, 90% of that half just sign away at the loan. Hey, it's free money. Free money. Had a video client I had to do for asshole consulting. And the, uh, uh, she, she literally was, or am I confusing it with another one? It was a woman. Um, was it she that signed that didn't know? One of them. It doesn't matter. I think I'm confusing two clients together. But she said, I know, that's stupid. I just thought it was free money. I'm like, how, how, how do you – free money. Like at, at a third-grade logic of level and in intelligence, you should know that you just don't get free money. And I, I was like, how, how at the age – oh, that's what it was. It was a different client who had a friend. Never mind. Completely – okay, I figured – and she just said, I thought it was free. And like, this is someone who's going to college. This is the person going to effing college. And she is still dumber than rocks to think, this is free money. I don't have to pay it back. If it's free money, why are they making you sign a piece of paper? With all these letters and words above your signature. Do you think that meant something? Like, like how dumb? How lacking of, of just simple common sense of logic do you have to be? If it's free money, there's usually no contract involved. It's like, hey, here's your free money. See ya, bye. That's free money. You know, grandparents put it in an envelope. You get yourself the $5. Lord knows with you spoiled kids, it's 50 And And uh, there's old, uh, 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 not governor, what's his name? President Grant. Oh, look, 50 Hey, that's free money. Grandparents didn't make you sign for it. But God Almighty! So anyway, out of the fifty percent that actually foot their own bill, ninety percent of that fifty, free money. Five years. What do you mean I have to pay it back? It's George Bush. I hate the Republicans because I'm educated and smart. That is my impersonation of every liberal arts major ever.
So yes, this is not genius on my part. This is just simply going down, I wouldn't even say a path, walking through a landmine field and saying, don't go there. That's all it was. Just like, don't go that way. Go, go that way. I don't know what's that way, but it's better than where we came from. Uh, you just always have to have the answers right. Can't be kind of wrong. Once in a while, you should charge. Oh, wait. Thanks, Aaron. I said it before in a fan letter. I'll say it again. You are a godsend. Uh, then he, uh, some, I said, thanks, dude. Really appreciate it. He says, no, thanks for saving my life, you Epictetus and Tom Lycus. Oh, you Epictetus and Tom Lycus. So he's thanking uh, St. Lycus, the father, the father you never had, our father who art in Los Angeles. How will be thy podcast? Uh, informed, misguided, misdirected, emasculated Indian boy with low self-esteem and a gifted IQ who lost his virginity at 20, turns into a man who is constantly improving computer science philosopher, who is a constantly improving computer scientist, philosopher, bassist, competitive weightlifter with a pair of balls and a and self-worth that I mentioned I'm good looking to. Look at that guy. Come from freaking zero to hero. That's awesome. But batch of pet economics, despite being redundant at this point, I'm sure you will still surprise me. Thanks. Well, this one goes into the memento box. That's a good one that goes into the memento box. This one I'm in a nursing home. I'm like, did I kick ass? Did I do good? And I look. I'm like, oh, I did. I already had that experience once. You forget a lot. You forget a lot. I liken it to hiking up a mountain. I've said it before, but if you haven't listened, I'll explain it again. Because there was a mountain, mountain, somewhat of a larger hill, almost mountain. I was climbing. Uh, in South Dakota, and it, it was more a cliff. It was really a cliff is what it was, and I'm scrambling, scrambling, scrambling. And it's pretty vertical and pretty high, and uh, I'm just getting burnt out and tired and tired. And you, you look up at the top, and that top ain't getting any closer. <sighs> and then so you go, you climb, climbing, climbing, and I never looked back. I never looked down to see how far I came. And I had my motorcycle parked down there, and I had to hide my gear because it's difficult to hike with a helmet and carrying a motorcycle jacket. And uh, I actually, instead of looking up, I looked down from where I came, and based on the lay of the land, uh, not only could I see over the next ridge and off into Wyoming, my motorcycle was about that big. It was it was that big. And I was about 80% the way up. I'm like, holy crap. And so I kind of do the same thing now in my memento box. You don't want to go into the memento box because like, you say, you, things that you, you've just saved as mementos, you kind of throw in there. And then you pull them out, and some are good memories. Others are horrible memories. And then you're all depressed when you look at it. It's like Pandora's box. You go into the memento box. You're like, hey, remember what I did? Oh, oh. Where's the pistol? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, look, I went into the memento box every once in a while, and I had my old dance class evaluations. Holy crap, did those people like me? I was, They loved me. Yeah, I feel, hey, yeah, that's right. I was really good at that crap. Old transcripts from college. Oh, yeah, I, I did get good grades. Look at that. General business management. Common sense. Fart out of your ass. Oh, I got an A in that. I got an A in farting on my own. And, oh, I majored in farting at the Carlson School of Management. Look at that. Well, look at all those good grades I got. And you don't feel so bad about yourself. You got you. Just as you will forget bad things, your brain will have you forget bad, tragic, traumatic things in life. Your brain will also, because it's useless, it doesn't serve up point or function uh it will forget all the good things you achieved in life well not all but most and so you it is good to have a record of some kind or a memento to like say oh 
That's right. I forgot about that. And then I start going through. I'm like, man, I was a pretty kick-ass guy. And by the age of 30, I kicked a lot of ass. I should feel good about myself. So that goes in a momentum box. So when I'm 60 and, you know, I'm starting to lose, like, I was a good person. Yay for me. Uh, Aaron, this is a asshole consulting client. Aaron just wanted to follow up. I had a discussion with my boss about some of my concerns after I secured another offer. And today just received my promotion to go along with the salary bump of almost 13%. Needless to say, your advice was spot on. And I would like to sincerely thank you for your services. I expect I'll be providing you with repeat business in the future. Regards, I won't mention his name. This is the kid who wanted to get a promotion. I said, if you want to get a promotion, it's just like women. You got to have another girl on the side to make the other one jealous and make a few of you going to leave. And then that's exactly what happened. Um, just a long one. Uh, hey, Aaron, this is one thing you have not mentioned in your business-related YouTube videos yet. I don't know if you noticed this at the Carlson School of Management, but many of the business-slash-finance-slash-economics majors are huge posers. Well, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know that. Um, uh, ever watch the legal drama Suits? No, I haven't. Half the guys in my school try to reenact Harvey Specter from the show. Well, who's Harvey Specter? Let's take a look at this. Hang on. Now watch. I just ended the... Let's pull up that. If this is interrupting, I'm sorry. Harvey Specter. Let's look this up. And with a name like Harvey Specter, like Flash Gordon, Harvey Specter. <laughs> he does look like a douche. Yeah, I can see frat boys and oh yeah, oh the epitome. Got that Tim Roth looking look. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. I can see it. I can see it. My God. Okay. Good. We're still going. Oh, there's a delay. <sighs> really. God damn nerds. Uh. Da, 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 da. They'll make stage statements such as "My reputation is on the line here," or "Do you know who I am?" or the only time success comes before hard work is in the dictionary. These idiots will literally use these lines in everyday conversation. I I told you, these guys are not smart. They're, they, the business majors are, one, not smart enough to be engineers. Three, too egotistical not to have the engineer salary. So they will, this is why the housing crisis happened. They needed their gimme dads. They needed their monies. This is why women and sociology majors and liberal arts types and the public school teachers lie to the kids so that they could get a job and they could get the feels and they have the politically correct. They don't care how many people they sell down the road, how many sectors and industries of the economy they ruin. They don't care how many generations they turn into wasted crops. As long as they get their money and don't have to work hard, they're all right with that. But business majors... They're extra special douchey. They're extra special arrogant because they have to be cool on top of it. And that's why they're using, you know, plagiarizing lines from a TV show. Uh, last year, I had a group presentation. We spent over four hours <clears throat> editing the design of the PowerPoint slides. Four hours. I would not waste four hours on it. I get pissed if I waste four minutes. I'm not joking. Four minutes standing in a line is, is wasted time. Four hours wasted on the design. Of the PowerPoint. Not putting it together, the design. That's that's insane. Uh, I told an individual in my group 
in my group, I won't mention his name, that spent four hours choosing the colors for a PowerPoint presentation was unproductive and frankly retarded, especially since we were to present the next day. In my opinion, we'd be way better off spending time practicing our lines. He retorted, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Yes, I know who you are, so-and-so. He then proceeded to say, my reputation is on the line here. The business school I attended was perhaps more elite. You need a very high GPA in high school to get accepted. But this is something for f- future business majors to consider. You may end up working with the most fake, ass-kissing, soul-crushing posers I've ever seen in my life. At least the business students that go clubbing all the time are pretty funny. Uh, I assume these types of business students flood the populations of schools such as Wharton or the U of Chicago. I, d- I don't know about that. See, I've, I've never been in a class in those schools. And the handful... Well, actually, now I think about it, all the the students and students, all the students of those colleges I've ran into were engineers first getting their MBAs. Um, it's been a long time, though. Since, but I would I would still tend to grant those schools a little bit more credit uh, than I would your local state school. Was even Berkeley has this high the Haas School of Business? I was going to look them up and just see. Okay. What, what you, you're not school of business at Berkeley. Is that like a vampire in church? What do you mean? I, I, and I, I always guarantee you when I go online, someone else could do this for me, but I'm probably going to write a post and I'm just going to get screenshots and look at what's required to graduate with a, a degree from the Haas school of business at Berkeley, California, because you know, it ain't going to be about business. It's not going to be about accounting. It's not going to be about profits. I guarantee you, the, all the focus is going to be on corporate social responsibility, diversity, human resources, um, wh- whatever new earth-worshipping Gaia cockamamie BS uh, they're going to come up. That's that's what it's going to be. And there's there's nothing about actually running businesses. But now that I think about it, there was never much to running businesses anyway. It's common sense. You just need accounting and IT. That's it. And so what does it matter whether it's an 800-page book on common sense called general management or it's an 800-page book on diversity and multiculturalism at the workplace? It's still worthless, still baloney. And at least when you go on to the employment world, especially now that Gen X is in charge and have been swallowing whole uh, like a porn star this Corporate social responsibility, the business of business is charity and not running a business or keeping the doors open or providing a good service. That might actually, all this leftist virtue signaling poppycock, that might actually land you a job. The only problem is you have to fake being a true believer in this leftist virtue signaling BS all the time. I got an email from a guy. And I, I don't know how you engineers put up with this. And I know, I know. You got a wife, you got a mortgage, you got kids. You don't want to get fired. But I'm, I'm hoping again, we are planting the seeds now, like the leftists planted seeds 30 years ago, so that a generation from now, you boys at least, and certainly some of you girls, you are minimalist enough. You are no, you have no debts. You don't need a job that if the HR person or the diversity consultant or your boss comes in and says, hey, you got to attend this HR diversity thing, you're like, no, I don't. What, no, you, no, no, actually, I really don't. 
and and or you have to attend sexual harassment. You say, no, I'm not going to do that. And then if if they say, well, you're going to get fired if you don't, you say, go ahead, um, you could fire me. Uh, I don't care because here's the dirty little secret. No matter how much emphasis and how much threats they and they could follow through. They could execute on those threats, and and I no doubt a lot of them would. Without sorry, white males, this economy ain't going nowhere. Without the most vilified group that this brainwashing and hate is targeted for, if all the white males, just as and Asian males, if all males just generally just said, yeah, no, no, I'm not going to that. All the engineers, all the STEM guys, I just said, no, no, I'm not going to that. No, I'm not going to be told how my penis makes me a, a, an evil person consciously or not. No, I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to listen about how this wonderful skin color here uh, makes me a bad person. And I'm not going to listen to about how I just don't know how I'm offending. No, have some self-respect. Why can't you guys have some self-respect? Just say, no, I'm going on welfare. Nope, you fire me. I'm going to collect unemployment. And then on top of that, I'm going to collect, well, well, I mean, tell it right to your boss. I know, again, it's not going to happen now because everyone, they got wifey. They have the wifey. What's it? Was it silver dollar? Oh, that's right. I got a guy. He's running a mint. He had to actually make cappy coins, silver dollars. Now I was going to make fun of all my married but uh, uh, castrated male listeners who've been castrated from their wives. Like I thought silver dollar bikini was going to be a sale because I'm thinking, like, yeah, all the men in this are my child are manly men, and they tell their wives what's going on, and they're very fair to their wives, but they, they're the final arbiter. They draw the line, and no, no. No, only a couple guys actually have that relationship. So now, don't worry, guys. When we have cappy coins coming out, there'll be no sex involved at all. It'll just be a little joke, and then and then you'll have a diversification in silver. But your wife won't be dare to have to. You won't have to have any fun with it. Don't worry about that. No sex here in cappy world. We won't want. But I know you guys can't do that. This generation. In parts because of student loans, in parts because you got a mortgage, in parts because you got kids, in parts because a lot of you, you married wifey poo. And wifey poo, as you are aware of, is not exactly carrying her weight now, is she? And if you pull a Lester Burnham from, gosh, you guys, everyone's got to watch that movie, American Beauty. The guy does what every guy in America who is being shat upon needs to do. He just, he just gives zero Fs, man. And then just the, this is almost coming up on 20 years. This movie came out 17 years ago. And even back then, I'm impressed Hollywood even picked up on it, is how it's just like, yeah, we're going to have you work in the bowels of the, of the Titanic and the engine room and the boiler room. And we're going to sit here on the deck and talk about what inferior people you are. BS. But just, I mean, literally go on strike. Like Dr. Helen Smith's book, Go on Strike. But I'm not talking from women. I'm talking like, I mean, really, it's, I've been so far out of the matrix for five years now, coming up on five years. I'll be out of the matrix this summer, August. Uh, not that I was always fully plugged into it either. I always had some side employment gig and I've told my fair share of bosses to go pound sand. Uh, but looking in and just having the self-respect self-employment gives you, you guys out there, if anyone that I was under the employee said, well, you've got to go to this diversity or sensitivity training or sexual harassment training. I look at them. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to. 
not 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 really gonna do that. But you have to. You have to. No, no, I really don't. Nope. No, that's fine. We're gonna fire you. Good. Fire me away. I'm gonna collect unemployment. Really? There's more. That's one of the the rare instances where you could stand proud and tall and collect a government check. Where you just basically say, I am not, I mean, really, come on. For those of you who can do it, do it. Say, no, I'm not going to. I am not going to sit through that BS. All right? And you can fire me now if you want. Go ahead fire me. But I am not going into that meeting. I know enough to treat people equally. I am not a little child. I know not to grab women's boobies. I know not to make crash jokes. This is my place of work. I respect it as such. I comport myself as such. And if you think you're going to get me to go in there to listen to some fake wannabe paid by a government grant via the taxpayer's hack because they have a degree in diversity counseling, you go shove that right up your ass. Not going to do it. Just to see the spurging out on the part of your boss would be awesome. One of the greatest scenes in my life that I'm always going to remember, I don't care how much, how bad Alzheimer's I get, I'm going to remember this one. It was when I found out one of my ex-bosses headed up another bank, found, and I found out he got a cease and desist order at this bank. I drove up there on my motorcycle, went right into his office, and he was kind of shocked. He's like, Aaron, what are you doing here? Hey, how you doing? I won't mention his name. He's like, hey, I just want to congratulate you on your cease and desist order. And you should have seen this guy. Like, And I was like ready because I this was in when I had zero Fs to give. I mean, this was clearly on the warpath, and I almost kind of was hoping he'd hit me. Because I could take out a lot of steam then. And he controlled it. He didn't do anything. And, and, um, but I'll never forget his face. And it was worth it. There was another guy. The, the bank is gone now because he ran it into the ground. I knew he was guilty of it. But this is when I was trying to sell my firm independent analytics. The whole idea was to, um, there's all these small little community banks, not just in Minnesota, all over the country. There's way too many banks, way too many banks. Uh, and these small little community banks exist only for the reason of sopping up the crappy loans that the good higher-end banks reject. And they're almost like payday lenders, if that makes any sense. Uh, at the last bank I worked at, they, they were like, we kept having overdrafts. I'm like, get rid of these people. This is taking up time. This is taking up resources. They don't have money. We're babysitting the accounts. They're like, oh, but but we get a $35 fee every time they, they're late or they don't fund their account. I'm like, our business model is fees. We want the dregs, the worthless people of society. We want these people because we're going to stab them with fees. It's not a bank. That's that's uh, usurious. That's, uh, that, I mean, that that would be, I would almost say, predatory. I would say that qualifies as predatory, even though leftists like to say, uh, we expect to be paid back. That's predatory. Uh, does he have white skin? He doesn't. Well, that's predatory. You dare he expect that person to pay you back. Let's treat him as an equal, actually. <sighs> but uh, anyway, so th- there's all these small little crappy banks. There's an overflow of banks. They, all these banks should be bought up, gone out of business, closed down. Regional banks, that's where it's almost profitable. Or it makes enough sense. Anyway, so this is one of these small little piddly banks where the Eagles, once again, getting back to the business majors. But you know who I am? I went to the Carlson School of Management. And this dude, bro, he was aged. He was a baby boomer dude, bro. But he was a dude, bro, nonetheless. 
I went in, I say, I will do the underwriting for your bank, for all your commercial underwriting, but it has to be done according to my models, my programming, my underwriting standards. Because I had it streamlined, I had a machine, I had a, a model programmed. And working at a bunch of these little piddly ass banks, one, they're dumber than all hell. Two, they're slower than all hell. And three, they're dumber than all hell, in case you didn't get the, but that's how dumb they were. And so I'm like, I could handle five, six, maybe even a dozen banks if they just let me do it my way. I could have their underwriting in and out. And so to sell this guy, I didn't know, not to make the story longer than it has to be, but in working at my previous employer, um, there sometimes you'll work with other banks in a syndicate. You'll syndicate participate out the loan because the loan's too big for your bank to handle. So a group of banks get together. So usually there's the lead bank who originated the loan. Then they uh, pimp that out to other banks, see if they want a piece of it. And so that's why. And I pretty sure this was the banker that approached us with this piece of crap, twin home development, just, just utter crap, just utter crap. And this is at a point where even my bosses are slowly starting to admit there might be a housing bubble. So he called my boss. Not necessarily, I don't have proof it was this guy. I'm just suspecting it was this guy. So when I said, no, we don't have an interest in that, he calls my boss and says, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know his job. Da, 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 da. Uh, but if it wasn't this guy was someone at that bank and this loan we passed up on is what ended up having them go bankrupt or at least getting bailed out by the taxpayer. And so uh, like two years after the fact coming up with this idea, I go there. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. I know it's the same bank. And because banks are insured by the FDIC, I got I printed off their financial statements. So whether a bank doesn't have to be privately held or pro publicly traded, you could get a bank's financial statements because we guarantee them. We back them up. So it's at the FDIC.gov. So I, I had their – and that quarter, they lost, that quarter, quarter, small bank, lost $7 million. $7 million. And so I had that printed off. And, it's, and it, I was waiting for them to kind of like make that – because either way, I could say – you know, well, I'd prevent this from happening, but if 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 he was that that moron, he'd get pissed off because it was his loan. Pretty sure it was his loan. He said, "Well, wait, why would we help?" Him? So I was looking at your financial statements on the FDIC, and I say, "For a fraction of that seven million dollars you lost in the first quarter, I could have saved you from that." And you just his face, like he was so pissed. Because it was him. It was he was ultimately responsible. Whether it was the banker that resulted in it or resided over it, it was him that was responsible. And and just I'm like, come on, come on, you old timer, come on, think you're Al Bundy again. Come on, think it's 1976. You threw for three touchdowns. Come on. And he and he did it just and he wouldn't even shake my hand goodbye after. And I was pretty aside. And that was polite. That was innocent. So my salesmanship was fine. But uh, yeah, no, oh, that was that was. Uh, Oh, business majors. All right, let's do some sponsors, huh? The Amazon affiliate program. Are you there? You have your thing up? Go to captaincapitalism.blogspot right now. Look for the Amazon band. You have to buy something. Do you have you do have to buy something, don't you? What are you doing looking at this now? You can still listen and do this thing at the same time. It's called being efficient. Please do that. Go on go no, don't go to Amazon. Go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner. All of you go buy something that you need. You were going to buy it anyway. I'm just saying go there now. Don't go to Amazon. I don't get money if you go straight to Amazon. You got to go to my site first, CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Then you go to Amazon. Look at 102 viewers. 
I should do an O'Shea Jack, uh, Jackson. Come on, man, 103 viewers. Get the likes up. Get the likes up. <laughs> if you want, like, go ahead, like, and subscribe. It does help with the algorithm. It, it, it actually does help. I just like to give O'Shea guff. Come on, man, what is it? 76 viewers. Get the likes up. Get the likes up. Uh, what else? Uh, we have my books, Reconnaissance Man, Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, Bachelor Pad Economics, uh, Worthless, Enjoy the Decline, Curse of the High IQ, all available in paperback and Kindle, and audiobook except for the Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. Um, if O'Shea wasn't busy with med school, I might have him read it, but I got a couple other guys I'm kicking. I'm kicking around having it read. It's just there's not that many people buying it. And, Maybe audiobook. I don't know. You guys who are black, let me know down below in the comments section or send me an email. I mean, would that actually make a difference? I don't know if, if you read it. Because I know personally, I'm a lazy bad. I hate reading. I don't like reading at all. I like taking in information, but reading, you can't do nothing else. So let me know. I might I might just spend the money and put that on, on uh, audiobook. But then, uh, oh, also, new book coming out. It's about uh, a new way to retire. Haven't figured, haven't settled on the the title yet, uh, but that's coming out. It is not a book. I'm warning everybody now. I'm warning everybody now. This is not a book. I've been meaning to do this for like four years now, and that is I have a lot of ideas that aren't a full book length. They are more essay length. This is an essay length thing. This is just going to be an essay. Don't say, oh, he said it was going to be a book. It's not a book. It's an essay. Maybe, maybe it's going to be 30 to 40 pages. Maybe. It's going to be short. It's going to be brief, but like one line of code can completely revolutionize a program. This little essay, this 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 notebook, this pocketbook, and I'm not. This is not my opinion. Will revolutionize retirement. And so, uh, finish the introduction. There's only going to be four more chapters, maybe three more chapters. Short, sweet, succinct. And it is an additional warning. In addition to it not being a book, to it merely being a lengthy essay. If you already know and have incorporated, that's the hard part, incorporated that people are the most important thing in life, you probably don't need this book. If you're already a minimalist, you already know that philosophy, um, you, you probably don't need it. It'll help because it's a bit more literal, literal and practical uh, translating that philosophy into actionable items uh, in terms of retirement planning. But for I just I don't want it because I know a lot of people when I wrote Reconnaissance Man, uh, a fair amount of complaints. Well, well, this is just in his other book. It's like, no, it really isn't in the other book. Some of the philosophies, a lot of the philosophy is the same, but this this knowledge, this practical, practical, executable action, doing reconnaissance, or in this case, the new retirement, uh, that is the next step that had to be, that wasn't written in any of the other books. So if you already got that, don't worry. I'm, I'm not expecting a lot of people to buy this one. Um, although this does have the potential, like if America were to wake up and also people are like, oh my God, there is a retirement crisis. Um, and it is a, a very easy way out. So there is hope it would make it to the New York Times bestseller. I don't want the New York Times bestseller. I want to be ranked number one on Amazon. That's like the real competition. You don't want to win an Oscar. You don't want to win a Nobel Peace Prize. That means you didn't do anything. That means nothing. It means you probably were. That means you just sucked. <laughs> you kissed the right rears. Oh, that, that's my, but, but Amazon, if I was number one on Amazon, I'd be okay with that. Then I grabbed the girlfriend. I'm like, new house. We're out of here. Twin Cities, the WBL is now our, officially our summer cottage. Can't wait to get to South Dakota or Vegas in like summer. Where are you going? Going to our summer cottage. 
Yes, they, Chattius and Thaddeus, yes. Going to our summer cottage. <laughs> Bleach my teeth white. Just have to do that. <laughs> then just talk like that. That's how they do it, you understand. What was it, Winston Howell III? You guys don't even remember Gilligan's Island. Uh, anyway, so uh, we have all my books. If you would, go ahead, buy those. They're great books. Help you out, uh, but also they're going to help. Make a great graduation gift. Worthless, young person's indispensable guy to make in, uh, to choosing the right major. That would make a great uh, graduation gift. So would reconnaissance, man. Because what? It's March, almost April. Yeah, April, May. Only three more months of prison for the kiddies. Uh, then we got uh, uh, other people's books. Frank Servey's book, Uncle Nick, Burning the Midnight, and We're Pretty Lies Parish. Uh, Uncle Nick and Burning the Midnight. Uncle Nick is the first one. Burning the Midnight is the sequel. It's about Uncle Nick. And he's a, uh, he's us in a fictional account in uh, California. And he tells people to F off and he tells kids the truth and the adults hate him. It's the real world incarnation, but in a fictional account of, uh, of uh, everything the red pill in the manosphere would, would culminate into. So it is fiction. It is pretty funny. And uh, if you'd like to, Let's admit it, just be, it'd be candy porn, mind porn, uh, for those of you who have taken the red pill. Uh, we have that. Then he has this other one, We're Pretty Lies Parish. I think that's just a compilation of his writing. Uh, Adam Pickett, go to Pushing Rubber Downhill, and you can check out all of his stuff there. Uh, he has uh, his blog, his podcast, and he has his book, Pushing Rubber Downhill, and then his latest book, Run Guts, Pull Cones. The guy is moving out to Italy, though. He has concluded that Australia is not uh, salvageable. Um, and that's all right. That's okay. Because you just, you go and you enjoy the climb. So that's what he's doing. He's going to go to Italy. I think he's going to go where the mountains are. He's going to do some hiking and whitewater rafting. He's just going to enjoy his life with his sexy wife. And that's, that's all anyone can do. Uh, so we have his books. You can go ahead and buy them on Amazon as well. Montrose County. Uh, this is a new sponsor. Actually, let me pull it up. Uh, give me a second here, guys. I say, what's it about? And they just sent me the description. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. So <clears throat> Montrose County. Montrose County is a story that could be tomorrow's headlines. An Islamist organization has dispatched two teams to hit the president and two visiting world leaders at a resort in western Colorado. In Iraq, a pair of NATO commandos have discovered the planning documents and the remnants of a bombed-out house but have no means of communication with which to raise the alarm. In between is Mo Montrose County Deputy Sheriff Sabrina Murdoch. Hey, ladies, roundhouse kicking chick cop show. All right. Originally from New England, she's an Iraq war veteran scarred by her experience. When her life fell apart after her return from Iraq, she hit the road in search of a place to start over and ended up in the far west end of Colorado. Bit by bit, she has been rebuilding herself and her life, but now as the two Canadians face a mile-by-mile -mile struggle to get back to their base and a radio, Deputy Sarah Murdoch edges closer, ever closer, to her own confrontation with an enemy she thought she left behind. Awesome. So that's a little, what's his, the guy's name? Oh, where'd it go? There it is. The guy, uh, who wrote the Bourne movies? And then Tom Clancy, he wrote all the other movies. It was those two guys. And then the third guy, uh, he died tragically young, Vince, Vince Flynn. That guy, that guy. Yeah, so it's, it's like that, except he's self-employed. And hopefully you guys would make him as successful as Vince Flynn, minus him dying of cancer at 42. 
So uh, let's wish that guy the best. Uh, anyway, so that's Montrose County. You can find it on Cappy Cap or just go to Amazon.com. I said, do you have like a physical book you could, I could show it to you guys? He's like, oh, no, I can't afford a physical book. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I, I know it's my field, and maybe I just maybe you know I gotta I gotta take it easy, but I'm like it doesn't cost you anything to make a physical book. He's like what? I'm like no, you just upload the files on Amazon. You guys split the profits. There's a there's a base cost, but they eat that, especially since it's ordered. The technology is streamlined now. You don't you don't need to run a paper batch. There's none of that. Oh, I need a minimum print of ten thousand copies. That's that's not how. Oh well, I'm like yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Glendon Cam I'm gonna have Glendon Cameron on because now I got my new webcam. I'm gonna interview him about just the lack of hustle. Cause it, it gives me a heart attack, man. It gives me a heart attack. Again, I wonder if if instead of teaching kids pity, victimization, diversity, global warming, and race and victim and spurg and autism whoring, uh what if you just taught them hustle and taxes and 401k and compounded interest? What would happen? What if you don't, you tell them how to change the oil? What would happen? But then how would the teachers have jobs? They'd have to learn something. Just an insult that you can't take a kid from the age of five and after 13 years of education, that kid still has to go to school. That to me is the ultimate proof of just how much of a failure and how education is so not intended for education. It is, it is just to stretch out unnecessarily this long time to essentially babysit kids so the parents don't have to, to brainwash them with leftist indoctrination and to provide just, it really is first and foremost, an employment vehicle for our most worthless, incompetent, stupid people, teachers. Second, a very close second, it's free babysitting or not so free, but it's subsidized by people like me who don't have children but pay property taxes anyway, so your kids can go and fake being educated. And then what it you you really 13 years think about that man 13 years you can't get these kids to like be proficient in R or Python programming language you can't get a kid to be a mechanic in 13 years you can't get a kid to to know how to fly a plane in 13 years don't don't even tell me you it's about educating the children the children I shut that that right there to all you teachers and you administrators. Right there. You're not fooling me. You are not fooling me, you inferior, incompetent, worthless humans. Don't talk about teachers, Aaron, when you have the curse-free podcast. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Where really am, Paul? The sanctimonious self-righteousness of teachers. I'm a teacher. Nope. You're one IQ point above officially retarded. That's what you are. And you're worse. At least some of the retarded kids are honest and they work at McDonald's and produce something of value. At least they try. You guys, oh my gosh, are you guys parasites? Just parasites. Somebody send this to like, why don't why don't we send this more to like I, I never get any flack from teachers? I rant and rave against I never get any hate mail from maybe they know better. Maybe they oh no, he's really He'll kick my ass. Hi, how you doing? Uh, yeah, bah, 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 bah. The Average Married Dad's Guide to Health, Wealth, and a Sexy Marriage by Alex Peck. Uh, you can find that on Amazon.com. And Day by Day Cartoon, our good friend Chris Muir, who 
which you can find at daybydaycartoon.com for your daily dose of political funny haha commentary. Um, got some notes here. This is another interesting concept. Three or four, five, five things. These five things. All right. I was on the Facebook, and I forgot who it was. It was a black friend of mine, which is germane to the topic. Um, and he was talking about how he just made a comment about asking people to stop claiming that the Irish were slaves in America. There's no factual or historical account. I don't know. Stephen Molnu did a whole thing on it. This guy's claiming opposite. It doesn't matter for the sake of this discussion. He was just he was on the side that the Irish are never slaves in the United States, so stop propagating what he was viewing as propaganda or lies. And then what ensued was a hundred comment thing in the comments section below. Garth Cliff. Now who is he? Well, he's down in South Africa. I got into him somehow. Someone recommended him to me or something. Uh, he runs a talk show down in South Africa. So they got they got a weird accent. It's not British because they were was it the Dutch, the Boers, or something like that. So it's it's a German British accent sound because they speak English down there. It's really weird, but they still sound more intelligent than you because they have a European accent anyway. So they were talking about a gal named Helen, some politician down in South Africa. I didn't get the last name, and she sent out a tweet about. Colonialism, fine, it's bad, because colonialism is a huge thing down there. But please admit that without it, South Africa would just be the backwater that it was before the colonists came. You wouldn't have the wheel. You wouldn't have medicine. You wouldn't have roads. You wouldn't have electricity. All right, And then they were dissecting that. And then what ensued was about an hour's worth of conversation between the host, but then also people calling in. And... Not to mention, I don't know how big his show is. It's probably pretty big. I would say at least tens of thousands, if not hundreds. Of, if he's in Johannesburg, I don't know where he's, he's based out of. But if he's on the internet, you know, if he's on the internet and podcast, we could safely say, safely say hundreds of thousands, maybe even a million plus people were listening to that, myself included. Black churches, third thing, black churches. I've been listening to the O'Shea Jackson podcast. He's, he's, he's religious. So once again, you get some insight into a world you've never had insight into before. And he's a bit skeptical of black churches, particularly, and I'm putting words in his mouth here, but this is my observation. It's not so much black churches with singing and hands up in the air or anything like that, but the, the exodus spin or focus of the liturgy. And by I mean exodus, I mean the freeing of the slaves, which is... Prominent among black churches where it's still the concept that they are slaves, that they are oppressed, and someday a savior, a messiah will come and save them just like Moses and Jesus or God leading the Jews out of Egypt. And so there is a huge, this is, ever wonder why there ain't no white boys named Moses? There's a lot of black boys named Moses. That's one of the reasons why is because the disproportionate focus on Exodus and the slave and the freeing of the slaves type story of Exodus, right? And every week, was it Reverend Wright? There's one. There's one. Home, coming home to roost. Uh, every week, millions. Blacks go in. 
Uh, I'm sure they go through the singing and this, uh, but for a 15 or 20 minute sermon, not that the sermon's always going to be about that, but a disproportionate number of times, it's about that. It's about the Exodus. It's about escaping slavery. I let my people go and a savior and a Messiah, which Barack Obama really didn't do. I looked in the stats. Blacks have not improved under Barack Obama. I empirically proved it. If you don't like that, I don't know what to tell you because it's true. Um, but anyway, so again, the point is how much time do at least hundreds of thousands, more likely millions of church going blacks who attend these type of churches, not all churches, but these particular type of churches, how much time is spent repeating the same lessons that have been repeated for 40, 50, 60, maybe 70 or 80 years about the exodus, about the escaping of Egypt. Four big towns. We're not going to pick on them. We might. Okay, we might pick on them. But I am amazed. It's kind of like the amazing atheist where it's just self-pitying psychonauts uh, commiserating with one another. On the amazing atheist channel it's it's atheist cult where all they talk about is atheism what great it is they're atheists oh my god i'm atheist oh you know stupid christians over there are so stupid it's like dude and this is my opinion on atheism it's like you don't believe in god so you don't believe in anything so it is the shortest philosophy there i mean it's the simplest philosophy you just don't believe okay cool I'm not disrespecting it i i, I may be on your side i'm more agnostic but when you get into atheist cult you have people that have nothing else in their lives, and so they fill it in with anything. We see it happen with feminism. We see it happen with uh, going green. We see it happening with worthless educations, putting as many letters behind your name, even though it won't land you a job. Virtue signaling, but a lot of that also happens within religion, and it's like I am, or it could be ironically being an atheist cult is actually being religious. I'm against religion, and you're so against religion it becomes your religion which means you're hypocritical. Anyway, MGTOW has an element of the same thing of that, where, okay, very good lessons to learn. Absolutely 100%. There are some legitimate concerns and points in the MGTOW community and the MGTOW philosophy. MGTOW is, I would say, in the Old Testament of MGTOW, when the real men who had balls and could actually get laid were in charge, not the New Testament, this touchy-feely, eh, uh, there, there's some good principles. There's some, some realism in there, some very good stuff. But now it has been taken over by religious zealots and ideologues who, once again, like atheist cult, have nothing else going on in their lives and just obsess about it. The Exodus blacks, church-going blacks, are obsessing about Exodus. Um, the conversants on the discussion board about the Irish slaves were obsessing about that. They're emotional about it. And now the MGTOWs, they're, they're obsessing about how much they don't need women. So much to the point that it's like, dude, if you didn't really need women, you just move on. You go do what you want to do. You wouldn't, but I, the numbers, these, these subscriptions and the number of people on different YouTube channels, which I'm all for because, you know, like Sandman, for example, the guy puts together really good stuff. Um, but after a while, you go through all the new material, you learn the philosophy and the tech, and then it's like, okay, now you move on in life. Like, you get your degree in chemical engineering, you don't keep going back to school taking the same classes. You know it. Now it's time to move on and do something with it. These people stay in it like a religion, like a church, 
Not every Sunday, but almost every night. And finally, before you think I'm just going to pick on MGTOWs and the amazing atheists and leftist people I don't like, we could say talk radio as well. How many people listen to Rush Line? How many million? There's millions of people listening. Millions of people turning in. You do what? Who's in the morning? Um, Hugh Hewitt, is he still around? And then there's Dennis Prager, and then there's Rush Limbaugh, and then at night you got Mark Levin, and then uh, Sean Hannity, then your local guy, and then at night maybe Michael Savage. How many hours? Let me ask you guys this. How many hours in the past three decades have you guys in my listening audience listen? How many of you even listened to this? Although I'm much better than you keep listening. The point I'm making, and Chris Beckloff, he, he was the, the snowflake that caused the avalanche of thought. He sent out a tweet because Chris has his podcast, at which you should, should tune into, Beckloff, B-E-C-H-T-L-O-F-F, um, over on the, on the YouTubes. <clears throat> and during the past almost year and a half, obviously, the primary focus was on Trump and Hillary, or at least the presidential election and towards later in Trump and Hillary. And now that that's over, one of the main reasons I listen to it, if the main reason I listen to the Beckloff, it's because it's not about politics. It's something new. I got my politics in my 20s and 30s. I listened to enough Rush Limbaugh and Dennis Prager. I listened to enough when I was really bored, Sean Hannity. I would then start to prefer to listen to Michael Savage because there'd be a different story about his childhood or something. And that's why Michael Savage does so well. So when Chris Beckloff put out this, um, this uh, what was it? <coughs> <clears throat> survey monkey he put out a survey and you just click on it more politics less politics more geek the third throwaway one uh tentacle porn i don't know what it was i say more more geekery stuff because the market's flooded and so this is the lesson i want us to learn here and what we all have to kind of focus on and a lot of people they complain on my blog well, you don't write that much about economics anymore how much do I have to write about economics? And to what end? Let's take a look at this for those of us on the right. This is one of us to grow and prosper, less of us to grow and prosper with. I know Trump got elected, but if you look at the general progress of the country and consider that Trump probably would have lost if they ran anybody but Hillary on the Democrat side, do you actually see any progress after listening to decades of Rush Limbaugh or talk radio? And we could, we could say the same thing about any one of these five things here. All those people, I even made the comment. I said, how many hours have people cumulatively wasted here in the comments section about something that happened or may not have happened in the past, has no effect on us today, and will not have an effect on us in the future? And you could say that about pretty much any slavery. Black slavery, Irish slavery. The Irish slavery, uh, that actually did happen over in the United Kingdom or Britain. Uh Middle Eastern slave, the, not the Turks, the, the Tartars, the Mongols enslaving all of uh, Russia, not all, but a lot, a lot of Eastern Europe. You, you, you can discuss it for historical sake, but I was just amazed at how much time was wasted on the Facebook comment section. Same thing with YouTube channel. You usually get these long comment sections. In there. How much time was wasted there? How much, how many, not just time, how many lives, full lives have been wasted in the black community going into a self-pitying church, reading Exodus about Moses and fucking, or freaking getting that 
that your jolly's off on that, but not actually taking the time to spend and invest it in stuff that will actually improve your life. And that was the point I made in, in, the, in the Irish slave comment. I'm like, imagine if instead of arguing about this, which is futile, 100% a waste of time, 100% of seconds discussed about this a waste of time, and instead we dedicated that time towards training ourselves in a STEM degree, in self-teaching us something, in reading philosophy, in cleaning our house, and spending time with our children. And that was the point I want to make for not just those who are on the left or whatever, but especially for those over here, because I don't care to help out the left. I really don't. What I'm talking about is looking at how much has talk radio, how much has this effort put on social media and all that. All of it is needed. It actually has slowed down the slow. You have to put up an argument. You have to put up a counter to the Democrats. You have to put up a counter to socialism. I understand. But after a while, when does it become your life? I mean, when they're literally bar some <coughs> modern day uh, 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 new events that come down the pipe every day. Uh, there's always going to be something new, some news event. The question I ask, is this any different than what's happened the past 20 or 30 years before? Is it any, oh, the Democrats say Trump is lying. Oh, really? Oh, God, and people get upset about it? people on Fox News waste their time talking about it. Watching the Sunday morning uh, press shows? Are you joking? Reading the newspaper? After a while, you no, know, I don't care how large or amorphous or uh, unquantifiable or uh, limitless a topic is, you will inevitably learn all there is to know, especially the basic tenets of that topic. Philosophy, po politics, I'll say it again. You want to summarize? Po politics is about two groups of people, people who work for a living and the people who want to parasite off of them. And it's basically either go to war or through democracy, vote to live off of these other. That's all it is. That's all it is. Do you want to waste your time then? Oh, my God. Tommy Lauren, she got kicked off. Oh, oh, did you hear? Like the old men, the old patriarchs of the talk radio, oh, they're disowning their, their little little conservative, cutesy millennial girl whores. They're, they're disowning them because they, they're for, for the for, uh, uh, not divorce, abortion. I mean, guy in, in uh, New York wears blue shirt. Old middle-aged man, horny for young, hot millennial poontang. Gives up and sacrifices standards and integrity for girl goes on talk show and botches it up. Do you care? Do you not? Because this is nothing more than watching a soap opera. It is the real world. It does actually have an effect on you. But after a while, okay, yes, you come up with a really new interesting philosophy. For example. I posted it on my blog. Guys, go there now. When you're done shopping on my Amazon affiliate program, go there now. Uh, Cynical Libertarian Society, SinLibSoc, abbreviated, C-Y-N-L-I-B-S-O-C.com. Click the enter button. It's down there. And enter the Cynical Libertarian Society. His latest podcast is about the illusion of infinity. Or just go to my site. If I link to it. You'll find the link there. <clears throat> Here, This is the first nugget in a long-ass time of truly new, interesting, advancing, progressing thought. New ground that has not been covered. Something that, that is like, oh, this is something I have to sit and ponder about. It was the concept 
that three things in our society give the illusion of infinity. Government, because stupid people, namely leftists, think that the government just has all the money in the world. Infinity, and that changes their behavior. He delves into it way deeper than I am here. Just use this as an example. But it's a good, I mean, it's good. If you're starving for a good meal of philosophy, tune into that one. After you're done listening to this one, of course. Uh, the internet provides infinite knowledge, and now the consequence, the negative consequence is millennials. Well, why would I learn? I just look it up on this. Uh, and they never look up anything interesting, or they never learn to think, which is the point and purpose of having knowledge in history. And then religion. The, the concept of infinite uh, life. You have an afterlife. And that really changes your behavior. If you know you're going to die, you're going to be like me. Like, if you think that's it, we're over. I, or, or I don't know, but I'm going to err on the side of caution, make sure I don't waste my time here. You'll be like me. Let's get up. Let's get out. Let's have fun. Let's find intelligent people. Oh, there's no intelligent people. Oh, let's drink ourselves. To, oh, wait, I don't want to die because that's all I got. So now I'm tortured. I can't drink. And it's like, oh, I got a ton of freaking great scotch and whiskeys and bourbons right there. Man, I chose the wrong time to give up drinking. Anyway, <clears throat> that is new. That is interesting. That is philosophical. That stimulates the mind. That progresses things. That increases the standard of your li uh, standard of living of your life. That increases your enjoyment of life. But watching Sean Hannity again, well, right, ladies and gentlemen, the Sean Hannity show. Hey, look at what the mainstream media is doing today. Did you know they lie about conservatives? We go in depth. It's a CNN, Wolf Blitzer, or the, the gay guy. We're going to act really intelligent. And we're going to ask a, a question. How do you feel that this is all Bush's fault? How do you feel? Now that it's Trump, uh, does Trump have any of the blame for Bush's failings these past eight years, even though another guy was in charge? I mean, it's really? You know, I mean, it, it's go out and play. Go out and do something else. But for your own personal philosophical and intellectual development. Stop stewing. Get out, of, get out of the MGTOW church. Get out of the Exodus Black church. Get out of the comment section. Uh, don't, don't always, oh, I got to stay here and listen to the Rush Limbaugh program. I'm not to say you shouldn't, not to say it's not, not to say it's fine, but don't make it an addiction, especially when you're no longer progressing. I mean, that's why I got out of economics and politics, largely. I mean, I know I write an occasional piece. My last piece was about how I didn't care about the London attacks. It was the whole point of it was making the argument. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, Muslims shouldn't do that. Oh, we better look out for the Muslims. It wasn't that. It was like, stop wasting your time worrying about, like, you should not waste a second of getting worked up about a terrorist attack. In Europe, because they they did they brought it on themselves, and there's not going to be a solution. End of story. Move on in life. I just saved you at least ten minutes of reading an article, fifteen reading the comment section, maybe an hour dicking around on the internet, talking on Facebook, saying what you think, and then changing your little your little Facebook picture to the British flag. I just saved you all of that, so you could go on and do something else. And anyone on the left, anyone on any field, blacks. You want to close the gaps with whites? Stop going to the self-pitying churches of Exodus and believing in this story about a guy wandering the desert 5,000 years ago that has nothing to do with you. And don't go ho-tap on me. Oh, we was kangs. No, you wasn't. And besides, if you're 
associating with Moses, that meant you were Jews, so you would associate with more Solomon and David type of kings. Uh, you're not not Egypt. I'm not, I, 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 I'm sorry for trying to apply intellectual consistency with people who want to play professional victimhood. Migtel says another one. Hey, you got some great philosophy. Absolutely. You're not philosophy. Hard and fast rules, truths, reality. Is that what you're going to define yourself now as? I wrote about it before. Probably did a video about it sometimes. When, when I see your avatar has the MGTOW symbol, I'm like, loser. Look, not because I disagree with you on MGTOW, but that's all you have. That's how you define yourself. You go to any one of my avatars, what? I got the the, the uh, RJ. He put together that cartoonish drawing of me. That was pretty cool. My what? YouTube channel. There's a picture of me hiking. Reconnaissance man. There's a motorcycle. Those are the things I do. And there's more than one thing. It's not just I'm a MGTOW and nothing else. <sighs> because it, you, you know, how many times do you have to repeat the Nicene Creed to figure out you're a Christian? Good, you're Christian. After a while, if you got the Bible and you got the internet, again, podcast pastor, brilliant idea. I'm just not a pastor. Should have become a pastor. But how many times do you have to repeat the Nicene Creed? How many times you got to sing the same damn hymns? You got it. You got it. You know what? Tithe. Find a pastor you like on the internet. Download his podcast or his sermons. And then go drive across the country. I, see, I, and I know. I know. In church, we don't have to just pick on, on black victimization. Exodus churches, pretty much every church, no one's going there for the actual faith and belief in Christ. You're all going there for ulterior motives, which is kind of a slap against the face of God. But, you know, going there to meet somebody, you're going there for social, you're going there because you're bored. At least I don't, I'm so bored, especially March. There's just no sun. I'm so bored. Um, I've even thought like, well, maybe I'll go to church. You know, there's some philosophy in there. There's some good stuff. You know, some people. Not going because I believe. I'm going because it'd be a place to go to, something to study. And I'm like, no, that could actually be kind of insulting to the church or the synagogue. I was kicking around going to a synagogue too. Out of curiosity, I've never been in a synagogue. I was like, well, I know there's a menorah probably, guys with the hats. I don't know. Is it anything? It's got to be like a church. I'd imagine, I'm just picturing the beanie hats and the menorah instead of a crucifix. That'd be about it, right? Unless there's a crucifix with Jesus, you guys are killing them. You know, just, I'm kidding. I just, oh. All right. What's next? Oh, more. Uh, let's do some uh, more sponsors. Asshole Consulting. You guys know that. You guys know me. Uh, America's older brother, you need help because uh, maybe this podcast doesn't help you or the general talking. If you got a problem specific to your situation, look, spend the money on me. I know that's easy for me to say, but I'm actually trying to help out you. I, we just read an article. The guy got a 12% raise, and I think it was on a 80 grand base salary. So that's what, eight $8,000? All right, there's there's huge return on investments of talking to me. I'm not joking. It's $25 on average for an email, 35 bucks for a video. You know, you don't major some stupid crap. I got a lot of kids to stop going to business. Now they're in accounting. I got a lot of kids to get out of business. Now they're over in IT. The payoffs for asshole consulting, I don't think you're going to get that in a 401k or even a hedge fund. All right? So if you don't know, take it from your older brother 
Go to assholeconsulting.com and ask. It's worth the cash. Give me your situation. Be succinct and brief. Don't cut out any vital information, but be succinct and brief. Keep the cost down that way. And if you want, I do uh, I do Skype, but it's $200 an hour. And then we have the life improvement plan for you completely hopeless nerds. If you're a completely hopeless individual, like you do, like Eeyore, and you know deep down inside you don't want to live like that anymore, you just don't know how. I got a plan. It's called the life improvement plan. Go to Asshole Consulting. Look up. There's a little click that says LIP, life improvement plan. And uh, it's costly. At minimum, it costs you five thousand. At most, it costs you ten. The question is: Is that going to be worth it for you to stop being a self-loathing, self-hating loser? And the answer is yes. But we'll wait to see if you go read through it. You can get the idea there. Uh, if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, you may. Uh, it goes on the podcast. This YouTube. I don't know if this works out. I may do them all like this. The only reason I worry, I may just do the. Curse free podcast because Google's getting all touchy feely with, you know, oh, you said this word, oh, you said that word. And honestly, I don't even want to deal with it. Um, I've even taken down some videos just because I don't want to deal with the complaints. And I got to upload them though over on Daily Motion. Uh, but it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's not that I'm happy of, like, it's just I can do more freedom of speech stuff if I don't have to deal with little piddly. You have this warning. You see, you have this warning. Oh, oh, we took it down. The advertiser's like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll I'll agree with your community guy. It's your thing. It's your. I understand. I understand. Uh, so, um, where was I going with this? Uh, oh, but if this works well and we get a positive reception, plus it saves me time. I don't have to like take my audio file, upload it. We got it right here. It's it's up on the on the web, and then I have a YouTube video version of it already, <laughs> and then I. Then we'll have the audio. Because what I'm doing, okay, this is going to geek out. Let me geek out a little bit. I'm proud of myself for being an idiot moron Carlson School of Business graduate. I've taught myself a fair amount of software. You can download using add-ons YouTube videos in MP4 format with a Firefox-based type browser and their add-ons. Then you take the MP4 and you drop it in this site called GoldWave, which then... um, allows you to save it as an mp3 so you rip the audio off it then i can upload that but normally what i do is i record in gold wave i'd attach some audio or visuals to this if if i were to upload this it's just immediately on youtube i could get the audio file later i think i will do it but i it's um you're only going to get half the podcast because i think what i'll still do is the curse full podcast i just like to be able to curse and yell it's therapy for me um i i need to do it otherwise i will strangle bankers which may be a good thing Find out I have a terminally ill disease, but I still have my facilities. It's Killmaker time. Look, this AR-15 is, has no use. Now it does. I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. I'd just fight them. <laughs> I would. I'm like, hey, I got terminally ill cancer. Yeah, I do. By the way, mm. I'd go to jail. I'd have to like what? I'd have to like basically hand over all my assets. So I'd have nothing that they could sue me for. I'd have to be willing to go to jail. <clears throat> How long can you get assault for? I mean, what's the longest? And then after five bankers, you're a repeat offender. You see the same judge. He's like, Mr. Clary, I understand you hate the bankers, and so does the rest of America, and I know they want you to run for Congress. But I'm afraid we have to teach you that we are a country of laws. 
Good job, by the way, though. So, to teach you a lesson, you have to go in. Yeah, then I'd be in jail for like a year. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth it. God, it almost would be. Just. It just. Oh. Hey, remember me? Pow! Maybe I could key their cars or something. Something that just. You, you can't physically assault them, but, you know, slash the tires. How you doing? Ah, uh, no, this is from the taxpayer, you asshole. Ah, uh, there we go. I'll see you later. I'll key your cars. When you put those new tires on, I'll get it. Uh, then I'd probably still go to jail. Ah, uh, just, just no. You'd have to wait until, like, okay, I'm going to kill myself on the third day. And because it could be painful and the drugs would run out or something. And then and then you could do it, and then you bump yourself off because you were going to die on the fifth day anyway or something. Oh, the dark places, Clary's mind goes. Uh, hiring STD infected, give them to the banker hose. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, if you want to advertise on the podcast, you can. $100 a month, uh, but that gives you the – we go to the blog and we go on the, I do a Cappy the Whore 4 uh, video on my YouTube channel as well. Chad Elkins, elkinscpa.com. You guys know Chad. Well, you don't know Chad. You know of him. Uh, but if you have your taxes and you still need them done, better get cracking. Uh, contact Chad, especially you are the type, uh, not the file extensions. If you have your bleep together, <clears throat> he would like to talk to you. And then after tax season, why don't you send him your taxes? I know you do it in TurboTax. I know. I know. Send it to him anyway. Have him look it over. Pay the $100, and he might find a way. As he found me a way, we're going to do it next year. He's like, yeah, I could totally save you a lot of money. And I gave him 100 bucks just to give an hour of his time to look at it. <clears throat> and he went through it. He's like, yeah, I could save you a lot of money. More than the $100 I spent on him. So kind of like you go in for a checkup. After tax season, go and visit Chad Elkins for a checkup on your taxes and your finances. See if you, because I almost guarantee, I can't guarantee it, depends on your finances. But you spend a hundred bucks on having Chad give you the once over, he might, good chance he'll find you $200 or more of savings. So that's uh, something to consider before you buy yourself a ton of booze. Uh, then we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. We're sick and tired of listening to this podcast here. We have 405media.com. That is a podcast station with a bunch of different podcasts on a particular schedule, mine included. Uh, but John Grant runs that outfit. I'd like to say, uh, thank John for having me on that uh, <clears throat> station. We have Obsidian Radio, uh, Mumia Obsidian. You just look him up over on YouTube. And uh, Obs- Mumia, spelled the way Obsidian. Well, pretty easy to get that. Also, O'Shea Jackson. Uh, Obsidian helped O'Shea got his start. And again, you guys know I like O'Shea Jackson. Uh, so tune into that. He's a Polak now. I wonder if he's Polish. Does he get residency? Maybe he just goes there for school. I wonder if he's a Polak now. If you don't like the term Polak because it's racist, you can go F yourselves. No one really cares. Uh, financial Survival Network with Kerry Lutz. Um, he just financialsurvivalnetwork.com. Go ahead, listen to that. If you're if you're interested in getting a gold, gold precious metals and you're not quite sure, listen to like several days worth of podcasts from him. He has guests on. It's not just him, but he has guests on. And you'll you'll quickly become educated in the world of precious metals. Conto Talk. I got it. Dang it. He uh he and Matt Boldoni. Um uh, he had Matt Boldoni on because Silvio is a huge Bee Gees fan. I gotta download that one too. So if yeah, if you want to listen to Conto Talk, he's on Blog Talk Radio. Search Canto, C-A-N-T-O, Conto Talk, you'll find him there. Blowmeuptom.com. 
St. Lycus, as you know, our father, who art in Los Angeles. Um, go ahead, visit Tom. And if you are an entrepreneur and you look at advertise, contact Gary, uh, Gary uh, at Tom's website, Gary uh, Zabransky. He uh, is a professional. He will get back to you. I even I made a mistake. I made a, a New Year's resolution after I was doing my taxes when I realized just how much time I spent trying to find advertisers. And honestly, don't waste your time. Just go, just contact Gary at, at blowmeuptom.com. Uh, that's not his email, I don't think. Go to blowmeuptom.com. Click in the co uh, contact. Tell them you want to advertise. Tell them I sent you so you, you know they know I'm sending them with traffic. Um, that's just the best thing to do, honestly, uh, because people still don't. They could have 100,000 views a week or per show. And then what? What do you mean, we don't run ads? Some of them are even offended. Oh, we don't do that. What do you mean you don't do that? You're a moron for not running advertising. You have 10,000 people coming in and out of your show. You should run ads. We don't run ads. It's like like they're all Stephen Molyneux-y. Uh, yes, uh, thank you very much. But uh, come on, do the thing that's right. Do what's acceptable. You know deep down in your heart that you're an evil scumbag if you don't pay. Actually, I should throw him a couple bucks. I haven't. I like to donate to Stefan because I believe what he's doing, and I do listen to his show, and that's the way he runs his show. He went okay, but I gotta, I gotta throw him a couple more bucks, and do that. Go freedomainradio.com. Check out Stefan Molyneux's show. Throw him a couple bucks. I know, I know. He's a philosopher, not an economist, and and less more so, or less so, a capitalist economist. Even though he is free markets and for capital, he's not for capital. So he would monetize the hell out of his site. He'd be a millionaire. He'd easily be a millionaire. He could, he could found a school in philosophy if he wanted to. He's got his ways. He's got his ways. Just want to know. Wake up! Because here's, here's what I want. I want one of two things. I either want the tits of millennial million to be a girl and then to have the intelligence I do or I want Stefan Molyneux's audience. Either way, I'm making millions. Not a million, millions. If I had those assets, either Molyneux's like, he could just perform. You know, like, he does not tire. He just, it's like, how much material can you pump out? And he never screws up. He never screws up. And he, he earns everything. But if I had that audience and that ability, I would monetize the living hell out of it. And if I had tits and was a 25-year-old bimbo like Alice Jones's whore, Millennial Millie, I would make millions. Mill fucking uns. No, I'm stuck with this body and all you girls out there who secretly pine for me, but don't. <laughs> I just... Oh, crap. I do have a female audience. Is that my tenant? Hang on. Let's take a look. Oh, there he is home. All right. I got to go do a CRP form. Always do the taxes. Always got to work. I wouldn't have to give him a CRP form if I had Millennial Millie's tits. That's what you want. What do you think about that? What would you guys rather have? Put the comments down below. We'll do a, we'll do a poll. If you needed an asset to make money, what do you think you would do better with Molyneux's intelligence slash performance, because the guy performs flaw. I know he's in theater. Or would you rather have the body and tits of Millennial Millie? What would you? I mean, honestly, that'd be a tough one. I, I you know, and I, I don't think it'd be. I would go Molyneux because that's more long term. 
the guy's going to have that acid until he's dead or until he has Alzheimer's and his brain starts to go. Millennial Millie's got a decade left. Ah, those girls can last longer. Men are thirsty. It'd be just so much easier, though. I wonder how much, how much time and effort. Ugh. I don't like just. Ah, oh my God, money! Yay! <laughs> oh, and I don't hate him personally. Everyone thinks I hate these girls. I don't. I'm actually like, yeah, you go, man. You just go, but. Don't tell me I don't get to rip on you. Don't tell me I don't get to say, hey, look, look, you you, you are not no Thomas Sowell. All right? You, you are no Milton Friedman. You, you are no Ludwig von Mises. You, you are a cute set of tits. Shut the F up. Don't act like you're smart. Don't act like you, I mean, you could be smart too. I mean, Jetta Marbles has business. So I can, I'll grant you that. But let's be clear what you girls are selling. Don't be telling us you're advancing. Don't tell me. You're like the cynical libertarian society coming up with uh, the illusion of infinity. Don't tell me you've ever had a thought like that in your life. Oh my God, conservatism. Yay. Oh. Uh, pushing Robert downhill. That's okay. Academiccomposition.com. Are you in college? Do you have to write worthless liberal arts papers for your worthless prerequisites for your worthless uh, professors? No, you know you don't have to. You don't have to write those. You can outsource that. Just like smart corporations outsource their jobs to foreigners who they like more than you Americans. Sometimes they have the Americans train in their replacements because corporations they have corporate social responsibility. They really love and care about Americans. Well, be smart like those corporations and outsource your pointless, stupid papers that have nothing to do with what you want to become in life. Go to academiccomposition.com. Have Alex and his crackpot team of staff writers go ahead and uh, basically do your papers for you. Right? I think he charges $20 a page. Uh, don't quote me on that. You, you got to go there and find out. But they also put together resumes for $100 so you can have your resume professionally done. Uh, but then also, if you're looking for a job and you can write leftist garbage and poppycock, uh, Alex would like to talk to you, especially if you can write good and proficiently. You can make pretty good money. Or if you're not a terribly good writer, but you're okay, you know, you're, you're slightly competent with the internet, you can post ads to Craigslist, contact him. Alex would like to hear from you. He's always hiring writers and these marketers. The jobs are boring. They are boring. Do not say, oh, I didn't like it. Oh, my God, I didn't know. Like, it's boring. All jobs suck. So don't get excited about it, but it pays and they can also be done from a beach as long as you got internet. So you don't have to commute. You don't have to do that. It's, it's, it, look, it's the closest thing we get to flashing our cleavage off like millennial Millie. All right. That's the closest us guys get is doing other people's homework. It's just so unfair how the patriarchy has set up this system though for the women. It's just so unfair. So that's academiccomposition.com. Uh, we also have two people. If you're out there, with a book, and you'd like it converted to audio, two guys you could talk to, Jim Fear at 138.blogspot.com, Jim Fear 138.blogspot.com, and Undertow Audio at undertowaudio.com. Send your books or whatever your recording information you need to put together, commercial or whatever. These guys will do it for you. They're professionals. They get it done, and they get it done good and quick and affordably so. That's Jim Fear 138.blogspot.com and undertowaudio.com. And then we have uh, Max. Max, you could go to Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. 
Instagram.com ultimate reading list. And it does one of two things. Well, it does two things, both of which maybe have benefit for you. One, it's a reading list. So if you're looking for books to read, go to Instagram.com ultimate reading list. The second thing it does is for those of you who are authors and you'd like to advertise your book, go to Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list and have your book published there. Max has about 30,000 followers. I don't know how you do that on Instagram account, but, but you do. And uh, charges 100 a month. And it's worth it at least for a month. I, I got my my bank for my money um, advertising on him. And I'm probably going to – I got a – that's probably on my to-do list. So him and Tom Likas and Chris Backloff are places I'll go and advertise. Oh, and Terrence Pop. Terrence Pop, is a, he's on YouTube. I'll, I'll, I'll spend money on those guys because they get back to you. Uh, but if you'd like to advertise, contact Max. Email him, max at wooter.co, not .com.co. That's max at wooter, W-O-O-T-E-R. Co. Uh, then uh, we have my social medias. You can follow me on gab.ai. I'm on there. I'm on Twitter. I'm on minds.com. Subscribe and like and all that on YouTube. I know, and I look, I, I understand, guys, it's a pain in the ass. But if you just do that, that actually helps me go up in the ratings. And if you go, if you're really kind of charitable and you happen to have an Apple device, go to iTunes.com and give a star rating and write a review. That really does. So if you don't want to donate money or you don't have – anything to buy on the internet or you don't have anything you want from my list of uh, sponsors, but you still want to help out, this is a way to help me out for free. You just comment, like, and subscribe. Comment takes a little bit of it. Star ratings, like, share, you know, spread the good word of the uh, of old captain here. That'll help out. Uh, then my classes, the online classes. I have the analysis evaluation of stocks and the other one called stocks, bonds, investing. Oh, my. Both are available uh, on the internet, all you have to do is search the titles. Stocks, bonds, investing. Oh my, is the introductory course. That's the more popular one because if you don't know anything about stocks or investing, and you'd like to, that's the hand-holding one. So we introduce you to a wide array of different things, uh, logically so, so you don't forget it. Uh, but that would be your first step. Your next step would be the analysis evaluation of stocks. I think it's the better of the classes. The numbers don't say so. Everybody likes the first one more, at least by enrollment numbers. Uh, but if you want to learn how to value and analyze stocks, learn fine, you know, reading financial statements, calculating ratios, a little bit of finance and economics, that's a really great class. So just search for them online. You sign up through them online. You pay for them online. And since they're online, you don't have to take them at your local community center. You can take them anywhere. Uh, so it is up to you. Uh, <clears throat> what else we got? Uh, GOP abruptly scraps healthcare vote. I was going to talk about that, but again, it's politics. And did you really think anything different was going to happen? Did you? Huh? Did you think something different was going to happen? They were going to they were going to repeal Obamacare just like that, right? See, if I was in charge, imagine all the Republicans were clones of me. It'd be done. First first day in office, it'd be done. But that's because I got hustle and movement. So, uh, what was it? Oh, okay. Don't know where I want to go with this one. I went to a dance. First time I've been to a high school dance long. There's a high school. Friends of mine teach there. Oh, my God, it's a dance. The kids, like, through different school districts play at this dance. It's been going on for years, apparently. I never knew about it. And they play predominantly swing dance music. And so, all right, we all go up to this uh this high school, there's middle school and high school band playing. Obviously, the middle schoolers are not as good as the high schoolers. There was a high school band that was actually very good. They competed. 
there's a good female vocalist, and uh, there's an open dance floor. <clears throat> so I'm there with my two friends and the GF. Some friends of ours even come up. And so I'm kind of, I was excited. I was excited to go and take a look. I was like, ah, it's like, ah, these little kids. Let's see how these kids do. I like to see these, you know, young kids dancing. Great way to kind of like get to know a girl, especially if you're a shy guy, you, you go and dance. So I get up there and uh, I start dancing with all the female. Now the girls I were with uh, are good looking gals. Of course, they're older though, you know, than these high school kids. But they're dressed nicer than all the other gals. I didn't notice right off the bat. I just knew a piece of the brain is then like, uh, why the girls aren't as dressed? You know, why are my, they're all over 40-year-old female friends. Why are they the best-dressed women here? But it didn't, didn't make it up here. It didn't make it to the frontal lobes. It didn't make it to the frontal cortex. Just something in the back of my mind, like, I didn't, I didn't know, like, why are, eh, let's dance. Let's dip. Okay, and we spin. <clears throat> So as the night goes on, slowly the old Sherlock Holmes part of Cappy Brain starts looking around. I start doing my little sociological study, and I'm looking. And I, I go up to my friend who teaches. I say, are all these kids middle schoolers? She's like, no, they're high schoolers. I say, are they all freshmen? She's like, no, there there's some seniors, and it's kind of an, an equal mix. And I'm looking, and this Per, friend of mine has has a daughter who is also in this high school, and then I put the two together because the kid is like, "There's no way I, I like giving guff to the kid. I like giving guff to this kid." I say, "Come on, make your mother have it." Da, da, da. No, there's no way I'm gonna go. I'm like, "Okay, she's just being weird." Put it together, and I'm looking around. And I'm like, "Oh crap!" And what I had realized is we were in. This was the not cool kids. This was the nerds. This was the rejects. These were the fame. I don't know if you guys remember fame, except they weren't cool like they were in fame. See, fame was about these theater acting kids. Fame, I'm going to live Uh, And because it was in television, they made something not real real on television. So apparently the theater kids uh, seeking fame, uh, they were the cool kids, which in the real world they're not. If you look at the theater kids, and I saw this before because I went to another buddies of mine. Uh, they're a couple. They taught dance, and uh, they would have the open swing night. And when you go there, they say, oh, it's predominantly college-age kids. And I got there, and it was Social Justice Warrior Central. And this kind of Social Justice Warrior leftist politics have taken over. They've infiltrated it. So now they're – I've even wrote about – there was an article about <clears> – <throat> They're now wearing bands. So if you're sexually assaulted or harassed by a man or you feel uncomfortable, you could talk to a referee. Whereas 20 years ago in the olden days, you just had your male friends protect you from this guy. But in either case, I slowly, you know, then it, it became apparent. I'm like, oh my God, we're with the nerds. And not the cool nerds who have something going on, like the social reject misfits Parents didn't raise them right. These, And then I started paying attention, even more attention. And guys, I have figured it out. I came to the, I figured it out. The social justice warriors are not these, they're programmed, but they're not first and foremost social justice warriors. They're not leftists. They get conditioned in that. But the raw material where they are mined, I was at the, at the assembly, I was at the factory where they're built. 
And I saw them in their proto-social justice warrior form. This is before they go full-blown uh, social justice warriors. These are the social rejects. You can't call them nerds, but these are the genuine social rejects. I knew it because I asked, I say, where's the football players? They said, oh, they would never come here. They were even patting my friend on the head. Yeah, we're not going there. And then I was like, this is it. This is where they're made. And what it is, is the parents don't raise these kids for shit. They do not raise these kids worth a damn. They just, because the behavior, the parents were there too. So the parents are watching their kids. Now the kids are dysfunctional. They're failing miserably. They're socially awkward. They're only hanging in their group of friends. And the only people dancing are me and my female friends. And my other buddy who, who's a male, he knows how to dance. So we're the only ones that, and not only, this is another thing not to sound arrogant. Not only are they not dancing, they're not even noticing us killing it on the dance floor. Usually if you're that good of a dancer, you will turn heads because you just don't see it every day. These kids were not paying attention. Not that they should have like been bowing at our feet, but they should have noticed, wow. And they were just staying in their little clusters. Then there was a weird gal who was dancing on her own. You could tell about 20 pounds overweight, dancing just on her own, not to the rhythm or the beat, just, just on her own. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, what, what did it, and, and just all into herself. Then these boys come walking by. They don't have calcium in their bones. They have rubber. They're all <laughs> wearing hats. Girls are walking by with, with tights and a dress shirt on with a hat like Blossom, as if the past 20 years haven't gone. They're just, everyone's wearing fedora. It was the fedora camp. It was the fedora. You saw them, boys and girls. Not one of them had an ounce of testosterone. Not one of the girls had an ounce of estrogen. They have nothing going on. They're complete losers, and the parents are standing there watching this shit. They're not encouraging them to learn to dance. They're not. They're just watching these kids stand at a dance doing nothing. Meanwhile, even though I was a nerd, when I was from the, what are you, high school, 14 to 18? Is that it? All three or four of those years, I'd be scamming for chicks. I'd be looking like, hey, do you want to dance? Hey, do you want to dance? And there was absolutely no desire to meet the, the opposite sex. No desire. Now, of course, a lot of that could be they've known these people since forever. But I'm thinking like, holy cow, you got the perfect environment to meet and mingle, to maybe get a date, maybe get your dick wet. I mean, okay, in the old, or, or depending on age, maybe go for a makeout session. I don't know what it is nowadays. And there was absolutely no desire, even conscious awareness or cognizance of the fact that that was a possibility. These emasculated, wimpy, girly boys who were in the theater class, no, no doubt, and these women who are pretty much all overweight, you just say, wait, put on these thick rim glasses, social justice warriors. They are only three to two years away from becoming full-blown social justice warriors when they go to college. And because their parents don't hold them up to any standards, they don't push them, I guarantee you, these are the kids these are the fame. These are the theater students. These are the ones that won't go into STEM. They won't go into engineering. They won't go into accounting. They're going to go all major in the liberal arts. And then that's where they're, then they'll be groomed. The, the, the good purified raw material when they get to college will be delivered to the colleges, a blank slate, an empty hard drive to be programmed, if not already pre-programmed with an operating system dedicated towards leftism 2.0. 
when they get to college, it is so simple because it, it makes complete sense now. They have nothing. These are the ultimate losers in life. And they're not even, like I said, the nerds who could point to some programming ability. No, they're good with widgets. They have nothing. And this entire prison that they've been stuck in in school is about to go away because they're about to enter the land of Canaan in college where all the really smart people are hiring at college. And they are going to swallow whole whatever the professors tell them because these parents that raised them sure as hell didn't teach them independent thought, didn't teach them individuality, didn't teach them standards or excellence. They just, you do whatever you want. You're so smart and beautiful and wonderful. I would just surprise these fathers weren't cringing when you saw this, this disgusting display of patheticness saying, son, you're hitting the gym. We're going to go on the trip. I mean, so when they go to college, they are just completely receptive. Not even receptive. They're magnetic. They're glom onto any leftist ideology that actually gives a meaning, point, and purpose in life for the first time. Because high school sure the hell isn't giving it to them. Just the, the total nothingness, the total unimpressiveness of this group of kids. It was sad. They were pathetic. I've never seen something so pathetic in my life. And I was pretty pathetic. This is worse than my most pathetic moments ever. And just to say, like, why? And, and, then, and then, like, as if they knew all this time. But then again, this is why I don't have respect for teaching. I like these girls. Some of them are teachers, others aren't. But they kind of, oh, yeah, they're not really the popular kids. I'm like, I know you're supposed to teach them reading, writing, arithmetic, and socialism, but do you not see a problem with this? Do you not see a problem with them just standing around? The, one, the girl over there spazzing out on her own, dressed in, not inappropriately because she was showing skin, but she just looked horrible. Why, why are you letting them dress like Blossom with hats? What, what is, look at these boys acting like retards. Why are you letting them do that? Principal, just there, I remember, I don't know if it was the principal, the, the main chaperone. He looked very principally. He's standing there all proud watching, uh, just keeping an eye over. He wasn't even nerdy. But I want to grab him and say, what did you do? What did you do to these kids? They're just going there. They're fine. They're wonderful. I'm so proud of them. There was just no, the only achievement or accomplishment that was really being achieved or accomplished was by the students playing. Because they're, okay, they're, they're, you know, oh, then you get to be in band. Well, yeah, you're in band. Marching band. Hey, some of you kids are going to go there and cheer on the football team and the marching band. Watch that. What was it? Where Meg is, uh, in, in not South Park, family guy, where she's in marching band. <laughs> so true. Even I knew not to go into marching band. Even I knew not to go into band. If you were going to go into band, you became the guitar player or nothing at all. That's why you were the guitar player or you were nothing at all. You're a clarinet. Well, unless you're going to become Benny Goodman, I don't think you're, waiting, you're doing a, a service there with your time. So these kids were performing. So I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. One of them actually won a competition. They were pretty good. But that was the only achievement and accomplishment of these kids. That was it. The good news, though, now that I'm thinking about it, is I'd have to know the numbers. 
but it was supposed to be four schools. Say it's middle school and high school, four schools each. That's got to be at least, I'd say, 2,000 students, somewhere between two and four. Let's just say 3,000 students. 3,000 students that are able to go to this, and all these kids come up. There was no more than maybe 200 kids that showed up. So 7.5% if I did the math right. 7.5% are social justice warriors because no one else showed up to this thing. So that means they are definitely in the minority. And not only are they definitely in the minority, when I was talking to the said child, I said, holy cow, dude, now I know why you didn't show up. She's like, yep. They know. See, we're all focusing on, on the, the train wrecks. We're all focusing on the freak shows. We're all focusing on like, oh, God, oh, oh, I can't not look. But we don't focus on the normal kids who haven't been turned into these worthless blank slates for future operating system or uh, uh, hard drives for leftist operating systems when they go to college. But the kids knew. I mean, I, even I started feeling like I was going to get infected with them. Like, I'm like, like, what's wrong with these people? They have a disease. I don't want to catch it. I don't want rubbery arms. I like my reasonably masculine frame. But the kids, the ones that the colleges are going to try and bring, maybe they've tried to get so far early into the brainwashing, which I guess they have because I remember when I was in grade school. Ah, the solar, not the solar system. The ozone layer. Oh, my gosh, the rainforest. So we had that. Maybe it's so constant, so pronounced, and these kids see what it turns into. Where all this leftist, non-standard, everything goes, we don't keep score, uh, triggering, safe space, worthless bunch of freaking pussies, where that philosophy goes and it turns their friend like, they just, you know, like, well, let's just say that kid with his hat on would look really stupid, which doesn't narrow it down. And parents are like, is he talking about my, I'm talking about all your kids, all of, all of you. If you are watching this video and you are at that dance and you were a parent watching, yes, you. I didn't see one normal kid there. Not one. Shame on you. Your kid is going to go through hell because of you. Anyway. But like, you know, uh, the normal kid had another normal kid friend, Bob. But then over time, Bob started drinking the Kool-Aid and became into this worthless thing that I witnessed. This pathetic display. And it's like, you know, uh, World War Z where the guy get bit and he turned into a into a zombie, like, oh, it was my friend Bob. And they're like, oh, run away, run away. Chop the hand off before the blood gets into the thing. Bandage it up. Oh, it was a chick after all. I didn't know they looked like a really skinny Israeli male soldier. I guess uh, chicks can do that too. How'd he cut through the bone like that? I don't know. Lightsabers maybe could do that. But they, they know not to, they're like, oh, they're disgusted. They're disgusted. Figuring out talking to the kid, figuring out talking to the, the teach. Like, so the football players, no, no. I'm like, huh. So it's good news. There is an element of good news. The majority of kids know they don't want to become these fame, spurg, aughts, uh, social retards. They know they don't want to become that. They didn't even want to show up, which is, which is sad because they actually did miss out on some pretty good jazz and music. They probably would have actually enjoyed this. But looking at it, they didn't want to go anywhere near the zombie population of social justice or proto-social justice warriors. We can't fully charter them until they start go protesting and shut down people's right to speech. But man, I saw it 
and and as it as always, you know, how do they get to be this way? Crappy parents, crappy teachers, crappy schools. Wrote a post, Minneapolis. Good, what is it? Good teachers, good parents, great kids. It's like, no, crappy parents, crappy schools, crappy teachers, and let's just admit it, crappy kids, the Minneapolis public schools, or these type of social rejects. I know, I know. Everyone's going to email me now and say, oh, you are evil. You don't know. I didn't get that. Don't care. Don't care. These are the people. Guarantee you me. These are the little piece of crap kids that are going to go vote leftist, vote up my tax. I already subsidized your education. You should be th- sending me a thank you letter for subsidizing your little kid's education, which obviously they're not going to use. Your children are going to grow up to become parasites and demand free crap. That's basically all that the, the program did. I don't even have to predict. I don't even have to guess. It's guaranteed to happen. It is fated to happen. You have not taught them individuality. You have not taught them resistance. You have not taught them excellence. You have not taught them perseverance or accomplishment or, 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 or achievement. You've taught them nothing. Babe. They, and then they'll just go with conform, And they are going to grow up and demand more of my money. So you don't like, ah, hey, hey. I got to pay your kids. I got to pay more in taxes because you didn't bring them up right. You darn right I'm going to make fun of them. That's about the best thing that can happen to them right now. If you guys were at this dance, you're a kid watching this, you're like, it sounds like me. It was you. You have a problem. Start reading Return of Kings. Start start listening to Roosh. Start reading uh, The Rational Mail. Go buy Bachelor Pad Economics. Read Worthless. Please, for the love of God, read Worthless before you go on to college. Read Reconnaissance Man. Because I actually here to help. You know how no one's ever said anything against you and hurt your feelings? Are you triggered right now? That means I'm the only one telling you the truth. Everyone else has lied to you the entire time because they didn't want to hurt your feelings. Or they just want to get a good review so they could keep their teacher job. You've been lied to your entire life. Otherwise, you wouldn't come out looking like the piece of shit retard you are now. So save yourself and save society. Or at least save me a couple grand in taxes, you moron. Go do something with your lives. Not dancing. Oh, she was disgusting. Are you picking on children? Yes. Yes, I am. All right. That's all we got. Oh, wait. Do I, yeah, there we go. Check your nuts, guys. Make sure you ain't got testicular cancer. Um... Go get your prostate checked, all that other stuff. You got to do it by the age of 40. If you have a history of cancer or that type of stuff in your family, get it done by 35. Get your PSA tests. Uh, also, ladies, get your uh, your boobies checked for breast cancer. Have your boyfriend help you with that. But you probably might. He may not be professionally trained in that field. So go get your mammogram. Make sure you ain't got the breast cancer either. And then what else? Make sure your kids don't major in worthless subjects. That's it. That's all we got. We'll catch up with your kids later. Toodles.